hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sharon and the host of this podcast. Thank you guys so much. I got a great guest coming in here today and my man Dylan Reed of Wonderwright. Can't wait for you to guys to check out this conversation. It is so much fun and I, I love hanging out with my man Dylan. He just always makes me feel cool. He's one of those guys. When you're around him, you just feel cool. So I hope that, that translates in the podcast. Anyway, um, this uh, episode is sponsored by my good friends over at Smart Choice. Uh, they are the fastest growing agency network, and they they do it in such a way that uh, they just want to help you uh, to be a better agency. They want to help you by providing you not only markets uh, and market access, but also to be able to share in contingency and to be able to pick their brains, ask advice, whether it's personal lines or commercial lines, whether you need one market or 10, go to smartchoiceagents.com. Also, my good friends over at Canopy Connect, the one-click solution to getting those deck pages and now loss runs that you need uh, to uh, get that quote uh, to help your prospects. Uh, fantastic. Um, you don't want to miss out on that opportunity. If you want to improve the onboarding experience in your agency, you've got to use Canopy Connect. Guys, you've got to set up a demo. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Get a discount, get a demo, do the thing. You'll be so proud that you did. Usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Also, my good friends over at CoverDesk. I love working with CoverDesk. I just got to see Andy at the One City World Tour, and I'm so glad that I did. And I got to see Kelsey and the whole team, and I just love uh, the whole thing that they're doing over there. CoverDesk does a great job uh, doing things differently. Uh, they've got CoverDesk Direct, where you could do projects, you can have them quote, you can have them do all kinds of things, or you can get an individual uh, assistant or individual employee for your agency. And they do an amazing job. Uh, you just walk them through what you need done. They get it done in a timely manner, whether it's administrative task, uh, forward-facing or not forward-facing. If you want them to talk to the clients or don't talk to the clients or work within your agency, they become a part of your team. You'll be so proud that you reached out to them. Go to CoverDesk.com. And if you want more information about VAs, uh, again, go check out CoverDesk.com and check out uh, all of the content on their page that talks about it. Or you can reach out to me and we can talk about it a little bit and I will make a connection myself personally. I will walk you down there, hand it to you, coverdesk.com. Guys, today's episode is my man, Dylan Reed. He's a surfer boy. He's a, a salesperson at heart. He's in agencies' offices all the time uh, with Wonderwrite. He, he knows our industry and you could tell by this conversation. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with my main man, Dylan Reed. Dylan Reed, what's happening, brother? What's happening? The mayor, Keith, it's been a while, man. Good to be it, reconnected. Yes, it has been a minute. But I, I follow you. I see you. I see you. And I see what's going on over at Wonder Ride. I see what's going on with you. So what's, what is going on with you right now? What's up? Uh, I mean... Hey, we're kicking off a year that is, uh, it's got a lot of hype around this year. It's yeah. not necessarily good hype. You know, a lot of the hype going into this year is, I mean, from our side, like I'll talk maybe from the software, insurance software world and just world in general that I read, right? It's like people are ratcheting back. Like it's, yeah. it's the most forecasted potential recession. Maybe, in, I don't know. I'm not, I'm 31. No, so I would agree. Forecasted downturn we'll ever see, right? So People have been able to prepare, so we're, um, you know, it's getting tougher, like on on salespeople, on companies. They're all finding ways to 
um, have a good year and it's, it's going to make require more effort on everybody. I don't know. So that's what I'm kind of. Yeah, dude. It's definitely really. crazy. Um, that's all I heard about. You know, I talked about it last week on my show, like people coming in the end of 2022 was like, Oh, 2022 was the worst year ever. And can't wait to turn the calendar. And I'm like, I, mean, I get it. It was rough for everybody, but I'm like, I wonder what, I guess it was because of like the first year out of pandemic maybe. And like it was first year that we could actually do, a, I don't know, but everybody's like, man, it's terrible. So I'm hoping this year is a little better, but you're right. That's all we've been hearing about is, you know, hard markets coming. Like you said, it's probably the most like expected and forecasted for ever. It's crazy. Here's what I think is going to happen is I think we're all going into this. Everything you see on LinkedIn, the sales gurus, how do you loop in the CFO? Like you need more buy-in, you need ROI, all this stuff and um, kind of sales in general. Right? But I think we're going to have a tough first two quarters. And then I think the back half, it's it's just going to loosen up again. Like the, yeah. it's going to kind of expand. And that's my hope is that we're just going to, yeah. people are going to do the right things for their own companies, for their own agencies um, yep. in the first part of the year. And then the second half, we're going to kind of tee it back up. Uh, who knows? What do you think? Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. I'm hoping that way anyway, because usually the hard market cycle is not normally as long as the soft market. And so usually it's not quite that short, but I think you're right, though. I think we'll see the back half of the year. And maybe it's fourth quarter, maybe it's third, third quarter, but I, I really do think you're right. I think we're going to see some loosening up a little bit because, you know, here's what I think, though. It, it upsets me. And then I want to get into you a little bit. But, you know, people come to me and like, oh, my God, it's a hard market. We're all going to die. And it's like, wait a minute, that's more money in your back pocket. Right. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. You know, you don't see, I mean, people get upset, but you don't see people like bitching and moaning right now that eggs are so expensive. They still go out and buy eggs. <laughs> they're right. still buying chickens. I mean, they're still, you know, getting whatever. It's not like they're, or milk or gas. People are still go to the gas station and get gas, even though it was like $5 a gallon at one point. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing with insurance. You got to have it. Don't be scared of it. Just embrace it. Take the back pocket money and enjoy. Right. Absolutely, man. I think, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. I I mean, insurance, I, I, I think I've said it many times and someone told me this and I've kind of stayed true with me. It's like prior to me joining insurance as an agent, that's where I started, right? Um, insurance is the most recession proof industry out there. Like, I mean, everyone's yep. got to have it. I don't know. Maybe you can tell me like you, you're out there flying and meeting with all these agencies in person and, and what you do, but um, like what coverages are not being bought? I mean, you think about business insurance, personal lines, like all that, it, they, it's required. Like you right. might, see, I don't know where the, the people are cutting costs from insurance. I mean, it could be maybe ancillary benefits like life insurance, disability, but also required. Like if you sell it the right way, people need yeah, it. No, I agree. Um, Health insurance required. Like, I, where are you seeing any of that? Like, down? Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of them stands out to me, and I know it's been talked about a lot, but it was such a underpriced and uh, you know a, a product that I think is hitting some major problems right now. Cyber insurance for so long, it was like, oh, you can get cyber like twelve bucks, and then <laughs> you see all these massive claims that come in, and people that get hit for tons of money, and like big corporations like Target, and you know some of these big massive brands that have been hit with these claims. It's like shit. You know, first of all. We need it. Second of all, you know, we've priced it way too cheap for too long. And then on the flip side of that, it's like now people are wanting to cut the cost on it because it is going up in price. So I do see that one a little bit. And then just some of those other, like you said, ancillary benefits and some of those things I'm seeing people cut on. Or, you know, they may take a lot higher deductible than they want to. Oh, that's interesting. You know, but anyhow. So tell me, do this for me before we get too deep in this, because we're already ready to start spitting. And it's like, wait a minute, let's back up. People are like, who... You know, for those who live on a rock and they don't know who Dylan Reed is, 
<laughs> let's back up a minute and let's talk a minute. Let's go down memory lane. Let's talk about who is Dylan Reed. Let's tell your backstory and how you got to where you're at so people can, uh, you know, enjoy this conversation a little bit more knowing who you are. Awesome. I love it. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So maybe, uh, you know, the history of, of Dylan Reed, like career world is, has been in sales. Uh, so known early on, like 16 years old, I was working at a subway. I was making the best sandwiches and I was getting the most tips in the tip jar. Right. And I, it started to click with me like, Hey, I'm good at this. Like, this is something that that works for me. I did a, uh, a top 10 sales internship in college in the nation beating down door to door, uh, selling advertisements for a local university and a planner that, uh, you know, was being distributed and we'd knock on 40 doors a day, you know, went to college, studied economics, got into my dream industry, which is the surf industry. Uh, you see, I got surfboards behind me. I'm a big time surfer and it's, it's religion for me. I try to get out there every day, at least for 20, even 20, 30 minutes in the dead of the winter. So I'll wear the full suit, seven mil boots, wow, mitten gloves, like you're baking cookies in the oven, um, the hooded suit. So I get out there when it's snowing. And, uh, so they make surfing boots for wintertime? Oh my gosh, yeah. Dude, I'll have to I'll I'll find one when we wrap this up and show it to you. But um yeah, insane. So you're you're out there. You're it's you're in 30 some degree water, um, doing all that stuff. But kind of taking that full circle, I got into the surf industry. I worked for um, you know, various brands in the industry. I was traveling all over the mid-Atlantic, uh, kind of doing my dream thing and I got looped in by uh, uh, to join a, one of the largest commercial direct riders in the United States, if not the largest. Um, so I cut my teeth in commercial insurance. I was selling all types of business insurance for specific industries uh, and verticals that we targeted. And we also sold a life and disability insurance as well. And that's really where I learned the business of insurance. I loved it. Uh, my favorite thing ever to do was a was a policy audit and really crush the competition through like coverage. And, you know, I, I was a subscriber to the wedge like early on the Randy Schwartz wedge. And that was a lot of I attribute him to a lot of success in my business. Yeah. But, um, you know, and also just like I I got in the weeds. I, I don't know if it's how my brain works. I was an economics guy. I just like to dig in on stuff and, um, you know, probably a long intro here, but I found my way wanting to get into insurance technology. I. I just saw, I started following insurance. Maybe this is good for anybody interested, right? So how do you break into an industry like software where you've never been? I just started following companies and insurance technology. So I started following them, started following the people, started connecting on LinkedIn. Um, Peter McDonald, who a lot of you guys know, uh, co-founder of WonderWrite with Joe Schneer. I reached out when they announced they raised 3 million bucks in seed money to, to get after this problem that we're solving. And uh, we set up an interview and it, that was history. So I was uh, their first sales hire when we, you know, really just started going outbound with Wonderwrite. You know, there was a point where Justin is the director of sales. We just split the country down the middle and we just started going after it uh, with Wonderwrite. So uh, I've seen a lot of progression in what we've done, uh, a lot of our technology stack building. How do we prospect? How do we demo? What's a good discovery call look like? Really gone through it all from like an, a product and it's, beginning stages to kind of where we've gotten today. So there's my long backstory and uh, a little bit about me. No, I love that. And, you know, I wanted to hear from you because I'm glad you brought that up uh, because again, these are not scripted at all, but something you said triggered. So when you start talking about prospecting and you start talking about finding your, your audience and trying to find your avatar, so to speak, of what you want to sell to who your audience is, who your perfect client would be, what does that look like for you? Because I know a lot of agents listen to this. They're, they're trying to figure out and navigate. you got a lot of green producers coming to the industry. 
And, um, you know, there's people trying to find those green producers and get them off the ground. I saw a stat yesterday, actually, on the, um, what do you call that? The 2022 best practices, you know, guide that came out. Only 62% of, you know, the producers being recruited in the industry make it. So, wow. again, you think about that. I mean, that's a that's higher percentage than I would have thought. But still, four out of those 10 that get recruited, so to speak, are not making it. Or 40 out of 100 or whatever it might be are not making it. Mm-hmm. So, again, what does that look like for you? Because I know that can translate to producers as well. What does that look like? Yeah, this is a, you know, an interesting topic that I think about a lot because I have a lot of, you know, now in my day to day, I'm talking to agency owners every day. Um, so I hear a lot of their gripes, whether they pertain to what we're doing or we're not. And the the big thing we're hearing is, yeah, recruiting young talent. How do we make them successful? I want to pivot back on something else there. But um, from like a prospecting standpoint, the way I kind of think about it is, um, you know, when we first started at Wonderite, we were going after any agency, right? Um, you know, anything personal, commercial, whoever, we'll talk to anybody, right? Because we're learning where we fit yeah. in really well. So then we f- start fine tuning a little bit. We find that a hey, commercial is really good. Maybe inside commercial, we find that agencies that write a lot of specialties or access and surplus or do a lot of accords, we start to ratchet in on who's our ideal client profile. And, and you know, you hear that a lot, but it's so critical when you're just getting started. And I think a lot of agencies I talk to, they dabble in commercial. They got there. They started in personal. What they're seeing is that personal is getting more automated, commoditized. Yeah, it, it can still be done really well and very profitably, but they all kind of recognize the shift that we got to go into more commercial. So then they're like, "Well, where do I start?" Uh, man, there's so many industries out there. Like, what mm-hmm. vertical do I start in? And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'd do an analysis of my book. I'd see, hey, what do I sell the most of today? Yeah. Here, most commonly, it's contractors. Well, there's also just a ton of contractors out there. Uh, to go after. So everybody specializes in contractors, but maybe do you really specialize in contractors? Um, I I think that thinking about what interests you is really helpful. I think insurance can get monotonous. Like it's a lot of legal language. It's a lot of, uh, uh, it can be a lot of frustrations when dealing with certain things that arise. Um, So like what interests you? Like uh, for me, I'm super interested in surfing. Like if I, maybe if I ran a brokerage, I'd target anything to do with the surfing industry. Right. So could be surf camps, surf uh, events, surf shops, all the way up to surf manufacturers. Like I could run this whole niche of supply chain selling insurance with something I love to do and kind of apply it to me. So anyways. No, uh, I completely agree with you. And I talk to people all the time about this because uh, I was the same way as a producer. I was always looking for, you know, the, what interested me and what I could get into. And, you know, um, I've always been a big guy and I've always in lo- loved eating. And so I had a niche in restaurants and in hospitality. <laughs> and that was something that meant something to me and something I, I care. I consider myself somewhat of a foodie, so to speak. So for me, it was a natural fit. And so I wanted to go after restaurants. And then, of course, you know, like you mentioned earlier, contract, it was just, you know, low hanging fruit. And so many people want to write them and so many people look at it. And so I was like, okay, um, Let's find the one that touches restaurants so that I can have two in one. And so I went after HVAC and, and and plumbing and some of that. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I started getting into some of that. But yeah, you're right. Find what interests you and go after it. And so I think that's smart there. So for you, as you're going through with Wonderite and you're trying to you know prospect and you're splitting the country down to in half. So how does that look for you with Wonderite? What what kind of agents were you looking for and what kind of prospects were you doing on that? Yeah, no, great question. So we've, we've grown into like, hey, where we started, you know, split it down the middle, go after it to having hired a team. So now we're really broken out into like four sections of the country, like Southeast, Northeast, Northwest, and uh, uh, 
Southwest. But, um, you know, really, we found a ton of success with agents that are just extremely frustrated with filling out all these supplemental apps when it comes to running commercial. Like it, it, it's no fun. It's a really outdated old process. Like, man, I found this old supplemental from like the forties filled out. And like, I like to show people just to show how old this process is. Like that's, you've been, people have been doing things the same way for over 80 years now, let's say, and it's just time for a change. So the, the precise pain we're focused on solving is in that submissions part of the process. How are you collecting the right data? Can we supplement that data with third party uh, information from the internet and make you smarter and more smart to your prospect. Um, collect, have, play less 20 questions with them. You've all sat in a room and you ask them about their building and they're like, you're like, Hey, so what's the square footage of your building? And they're like, well, I don't know. And you're like, well, what's this about the building? When was it built? Uh, I think in the seventies, like that, they just don't want to go through with that anyway. So, so like, use the the world of the internet to find that information or, or a tool like us and make it easier and look smart when you walk in there and be like, Hey, I, I see that you've done this or the building was built in this and confirm that data or have a more intelligent conversation. When you walk in there, like prospects don't leave feeling really, I, I'm kind of pivoting back and forth, but like from my days in commercial, but they, they don't leave like having a really value driven conversation when you just blitz them with questions. Like that's about, you know, stuff that maybe you're maybe not found on the internet. So um, you know, I think where we're talking about Wonderite though, is like, we want to solve that pain point with the supplemental apps, uh, all the redundant information that gets asked across these applications, a specific pain points, remarketing, you know, think about when brokers want their app filled out. And then this other broker you're quoting with wants their app filled out, or maybe you got lucky and they, they'd quote off a different app, but then they want to yeah. buy a different one. So Hey, there's a an hour of wasted time just filling out the same information for a different uh, application header and disclosures. And hey, it's important because the, legally, like it needs to be on the right paper. But um, anyways, that's what we're focused on solving today is making that easier. We've coupled in our own proprietary digital signature that can replace any signature tool out there um, and making a cord supplemental signature and, and tracking this with ENO much easier. Uh, so. so you were looking for agents that had that at a pain point, you know, does that usually end up being a certain size agency or was that, it didn't matter the size. It was just, they had that pain point when you heard that, that it was like, I got you. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a good question because it can be a small agency with limited resources mm -hmm. having that pain point, or it could be a large agency with 50 account managers and 14,000 small commercial clients having that pain point. So it is really, um, it's really dependent on identifying and finding that this is a, hey, this we're forward thinking. We realize this project process should be digital and easier, you know, from any device, there should be less redundancies. The client should have a better experience going through this at renewal. We don't want to scan them 40 pages of documents back and forth anymore that they have to print out and maybe right. or maybe not scan back on time to me. So it's, um, it's really about just identifying that, Hey, we're, we're forward thinking. We, we know where the industry's headed. Um, we know that we want to do more with less potentially on the resource side. Like, you know, there's a ton of layoffs happening in the, in the world right now, but I think that my take, what I'm hearing is that agencies are still struggling to find good talent, like in the account manager world and the, the CSR world, uh, in the producer world as well. It's just, um, so how do we do more with less? 
uh, is kind of where it goes. Right. From. And that's the, uh, that's the question. I, one of the top questions that I get when I'm out in agents offices is, you know, how do I find good talent or do you know any good account managers? You're across the country and, and agencies all over. Do you know anybody moving? Do you know anybody looking? Do you know any good producers? And it's like, you know, one of the toughest things, but again, and I'm always a proponent instead of poaching from another agency or instead of, you know, taking those, you know, moves that way, try to bring some other people into the industry. Cause in my opinion, we got to get younger in our industry. I feel like that old stupid adage of pale mail and stale has got to go away. And so again, while it was so much fun for me, you know, to spend time at events like one city world tour or to go to some of these events I've been to in the last couple of weeks, it's cool because you don't see, I mean, there are some gray hairs in there, but you don't see a lot of that. You, you see a lot of the millennials and some of the gen X and some of the, Whatever the next one is, uh, Gen Y, Gen, I don't know what the next one is, but you're seeing, you know, the 20 somethings all the way to the 40 somethings. It's like, it's our time. And now it's time for us to bring up younger people. But you're right. It's tough because people immediately think, you know, who do you know that's looking? Well, why not bring somebody else in? You know, why not train somebody green? But again, you know, it's hard to entice somebody to get into it. I don't know. It's just, that's what I keep hearing out there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it takes a special kind of person to want to like bring then harness and harvest that talent. Right. And a lot of times you, you like, it'd be interesting to have like a full on producer training. Like we're, you know, I saw this in HVAC actually when the, uh, when I was in the commercial insurance industry is like, they couldn't find technicians. So right. a lot of HVAC contractor built a whole uh, training facility and they would literally like harvest their own talent. So it's like, you know, a lot of the large brokerages can afford to do that. But the problem I see, maybe what I've heard, and, and I want to hear kind of what you hear out there too, is, um, you know, salaries are big when they, when a lot of poaching occurs, those people only leave for a large salary. So let's say they go get a yeah. hundred K from a big brokerage. They got to validate in two to four years, depending on how it works. Right. They don't validate. They just move to a different brokerage or, you know, the, the agency takes the book or what, whatever ends up happening. But I, I don't know if that's the right way to do it. I, from what I've listened, you know, heard and what I've kind of discovered, if it, you can do it, it kind of makes the most sense to gift a book down to somebody that, you know, like maybe it's 500,000 premium or 750,000 premium, you know, build up something big enough that you can shave off a, a quarter of it, get, get it to somebody that can take 50,000 a year, 60,000 a year, they're younger harness their talent, let them yeah. cross sell, upsell that book as they go, and then kind of shave off another port, shave off another port. I mean, you, you would know better. I do how agencies are finding young commercial talent, but um, yeah, some of the ones I've seen that have done a really good job with this is some of those legacy agencies, older agencies that have the 70 something year old producer that is retiring uh, or that's getting out and they can call a Dylan or a, a younger guy and say, Hey, would you be interested in coming in? We've got you a book to manage and we want to see you grow this book. And then again, once you grow that book, then you can take some of those. Say, hey, we're going to make these house accounts, you know, now that you've grown the book to a certain size. And then again, reach out, find somebody else and say, hey, we've got this book that we've shaved off as house accounts, mm -hmm. bring somebody else in. But again, a lot of people, you know, are not fortunate enough to be able to do that because the 70 year old guy may not want to retire. Hell, my dad, who's on the other side of this wall, he's 80 years old, still slinging insurance. He doesn't want no to let it go. He doesn't want, and it's inspiring in some cases. In the other, it's like, dad, let it go. Right. 
you know, enjoy your life, enjoy mom, enjoy my grandkids or my kids, your grandkids. Just he's like, no, nah, I can't. You know, that's my retirement. You know, if I let go of that, there goes my contingency, there goes my renewals, there goes this, and that is my retirement. So I've got to continue to service and grow. And I'm like, Dad, yeah, you know. So a lot of agencies have that, you know, experienced agent. Um, you know, that doesn't want to go. But if you can do it, I think you're right. I think if you can find somebody that's retiring and, you know, gift that book to somebody else, it's going to help. But, you know, again, or if you could even carve out a niche, whether it's surfing or restaurants or whatever, and say, hey, we've built this niche. It's all right here. We've built the reputation. Go. You know, Dylan's already written $2 million in premium in this book. Now you can go based off what we've already done here and you can run this territory. Dylan can have this territory go. It's already built. Yeah. You're hitting on something really interesting. And like one point on what you said about your dad, one congrats. Uh, that's amazing uh, that he's still slinging insurance. Like two, how could you incentivize him to bring up someone new under his wing? Right. And go. shave off a part. So maybe like what, there's an incentive there. Yeah. Uh, that's a good idea too. Yeah. With these new tools, like, so, you know, we use data tools to find prospect information, email, cell numbers, all that stuff. They're everywhere. And they're, they're at some level, they're the entry ones are inexpensive. You're talking maybe a hundred bucks a month or something to get direct numbers. You kind of hit on something. It's interesting. I'm seeing this trend more and more um, in my day to day, which is like finding the niche and going nationwide with it. And what you're kind of gave me the light bulb for a second was like, say your niche is um, uh, like manufacturers under 50 employees that manufacture uh, plastics that do this certain thing, right? Now you you bring in some talent and you section off the country like Wonderite did. And this person calls on this entire section of the country. Because I, I used to hear when you go into like the broker world, sometimes like it, depending on what agency you join, a lot of the best accounts in your area might be claim have claims on them, right? So like, oh, I've been pr- kind of working back and forth with that one. You can't prospect that one. That one's mine. Um, so how do you, I mean, I'm seeing the digital agent like trend it continue to grow and improve and people going way outside their local zone to win a lot of business. Oh, you're muted, Heath. Um, I, think, I think that's how you have to be though. I clicked the wrong button there. But yeah, I think that's how you, you know, rookie mistake there after three years <laughs> of podcasting. But yeah, so I, I do see that. I think that you have to be that way within the industry. No longer can you be, in my opinion, uh, and I'll get hate mail, but that's okay. No, I don't think you can be a generalist anymore and be that guy that's, you know, in your city yeah, and doing that. I think you have to be, you know, niched a little bit. I think you got to take it nationwide. And nowadays, more and more, it used to be, well, I couldn't get the producers to or the carriers to give me, you know, the non-licensed, you know, or non-state licensed area, whatever, access to that. But nowadays they're doing that. They're like, oh, if you want to go to Texas, go for it. You want to go here, go for it. You want to go to California, go for it. And so I think if you can build a reputation in that industry, you know, wherever that is, you know, if it's trucking or if it's manufacturing, surfing, restaurants, whatever, once you get that reputation, you just start, you know, plug and play, stick a producer in, give them the game plan and go. Here's your playbook. Here's your markets. Here's your, you know, the supplementals you'll need, you know, you can use one to write. Here's your, this, here's your, that go get them tiger. I guarantee you they're going to be successful. Right. Right. And you can also arm them with, here's a list of 200 accounts we quoted and didn't write. Or here's a list of, you know, 200 prospects, many a chance to call on in that area or whatever it might be. You don't have to buy the leads. You've got them right there in your management system. Right, right. I love this, man. I'm I'm a big fan of this. I think that like even this year, like a trend we'll continue to see is like maybe things were easier in 2021, got harder in 2022. 
looking hard right now, I think everyone's going to have to become a better prospector this year. That's one of my hot takes. Not necessarily a hot take, but my takes for the year is like, if you're not good at prospecting, if you're getting a lot of like leads thrown your way or, you you know, referrals, like if you want to invest in yourself in one thing, like read the book, Fanatical Prospecting, like really get in there and learn how to prospect and like circle an account and like really get ingrained and like, you know, win some of those accounts. Cause like walking in, you know, once a month or once every three months, like it's, you're just not going to win that way. It's persistence. Like there's a stat out there. It's like eight touches to get a meeting with somebody. So like, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of, I see a lot of salespeople struggle because you don't actually focus on what you want and get and really prospect the account. Like yeah, read up on the information that's out there on the internet. Like check their LinkedIn and connect with them first and also send them a LinkedIn message. Um, you know, understand what's happening in the news, like really get in the weeds with your prospects. And that's something that uh, I think is going to have to happen more and more this year. I, I think yeah, you're nailing this. And I, I do think that there's a couple other things in there as well. And I think it, it just has to be the first thing I said, and I said this last week, activity, get out from behind your desk and go do something. And I say that figuratively for some of those that want to do the smile and dial. But for me, I was always get out, go do it. You know, there's some agencies I've worked with that they're just on go. They got, you know, they jump on a plane. You know, there's agencies that do that. They'll just be right there on go. As soon as they get that call to say, yeah, we'll take a meeting. They'll jump on a plane and fly to wherever it needs to be and be right there. Wow. And, um, you know, they know, you know, they prospect in the areas. They get a direct flight. They know they, they have it down to a science. They got a go bag. Like I've seen some of these producers that are just killers and they're like, Hey, if they get that phone call, they get that message. Hey, we can meet with you in a couple hours. No big deal. Or we'll meet with you tomorrow. They're on that first flight out. You have to be willing to do those kind of things. I think it's, it's so badass for me to be in those types of situations. I'm like, Oh my God, this is like real deal. Phones come in. They're on that flight. James Bond style, ready to go. <laughs> Killer. Dude. I love it. That's one thing. Like if you're a young producer coming up in the industry or like, um, someone just breaking in it's like you know invest a lot of your time yeah learning how to prospect learning how to be there in the right place at the right time yeah. investing in investing in winning the business i you know one of my old uh sales managers used to say it's like sometimes you got to put the cart before the horse and like what i see those people doing when they get on the plane they, they put in the cart before the horse and yeah it's gonna pay off sometimes and sometimes it won't but right sure. and again you know but it's that activity it's getting out i just think those people that are there and i was there i'm not gonna lie dylan when i first got in the industry an email was first con because i'm old um in fact today's <laughs> my 43rd birthday i'm super old now but when i first got in you know i just i was like oh i'm gonna send out some cold emails and i'll just send out a whole bunch of you know i'm gonna email 100 people today surely i'll get you know one percent return and i'll be okay and i'm like no you know they don't nobody answers to that when you get a cold email dylan what do you do you probably hit delete, you know, or you spam it or whatever. Nowadays, they're going to spam automatically. Right. You know, (laughs) nobody wants that. People are like, oh. And I talk to producers all the time. Like, yeah, I emailed 47 people today and I made some cold calls on the phone. I'm like, get out from behind your desk and go see people. Go out to networking events. Go out to the chamber. Go out to the trucking association meetings or the surf association meeting or the manufacturing this or that. Or go to industrial park. Go hang out. Go just kick it in an industrial park. Go knock on the doors. Go walk in there. Go hang out. You know, I, I think you're going to do a whole lot better that way than just sitting by your desk and cold emailing. Right. Right. Where do your Where do your con? If you're going after contractors, do they hang out at a certain? Uh, wait. First of all, let me backtrack. Happy birthday, Heath. Um, Honored to be recording a podcast with you on your birthday, man. Thank uh, you, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. I wanted to talk to Dylan Reed on my birthday. <laughs> 
Yeah. So like you're saying, they're like, where do, where do contractors hang out? Where do they pick up supplies? Like, so can you go just hang out at the, yeah. the supply store? That, I mean, Home Depot, you could go at Home Depot and have, spark a ton of conversations. Sure. You don't have to drive all around the city. They're going to be walking in there at six in the morning, going to pick up wood or nails or what roofing, you know, whatever they're going to get, or maybe it's a restaurant. What's that? Uh, they have big commercial um, buildings that sell all the commercial restaurant supplies yeah. for a certain area, right? Dude, go build a relationship with that person. You know, I mean, people have done this stuff before. I'm not, nothing brand new, but it's just maybe reminders for all the listeners out there. It's like, they're like, it's not cut and dry. Like prospecting isn't cut and dry. Like, it's not right. like, Oh, you send a hundred emails. Like you're saying you're going to get one. Like, no, like creative prospecting wins, like getting in there. And maybe you did walk in the door and instead of sending a blanket email, like, hi, I'm Dylan Reed with Dylan's insurance. We write commercial insurance. And this is now be like intro from Jenny, talk to your, you know, and this is how you get a structure the email, right? It's like, it's, you got what's going to, you got to remember is 70% of emails are getting read on phones. And the first, I think it's 25 words will show up. So if you don't want to get deleted, put your value statement in the top of your email, no cordials, no, how's it going? Like, hope you're Um, and put like intro from gatekeeper, you know, what, what's the, what's the value that you can bring to this person in the first sentence and think about that when you actually email these people, I guarantee your response rates will go up. Like, you know, Hey, I walked around your building while you weren't there today. Saw this, uh, propane tanks unlocked. This is, you know, when's the last time your risk manager walked around and, and, uh, gave your building an inspection. You know, or you can take a picture of that and put it right there in the email and be like, this is I what I saw. took a picture of it. No big deal or whatever. I don't know. I just, you know, one of the things going back to some of those cheesy things when I, again, I was in my twenties when I first got into it and started doing contractors, I would show up with a cooler full of Otter Pops, you know, the, or the, you know, the pop, popsicles, you know what I'm talking about? Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the little plastic pops that you put in the freezer. I would show up at a construction site because in Arkansas, it's like 190 degrees outside in the summertime. <laughs> and I would go up there and it was the cheesiest, dumbest thing ever. But then again, like I got several accounts out of that just showing up and the the project manager come by, hey, bro, what's up? And I was like, man, I just wanted to bring you guys some popsicles. Y'all are working hard on the roof or you're doing this with the framing. I decided to bring you some popsicles and just leave. Like, oh, well, what do you do? I'm in the insurance business, blah, blah, blah. No big deal. And you know, it sometimes it was a waste of the two dollars and fifty cents for the Otter Pops, and sometimes it worked. But you know, little cheesy things like that 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 could happen. But again, yeah, I think if you're gonna send some sort of email, uh, if you're gonna do that thing, you know, again, make it concise, put your value prop, maybe put that picture in there of that propane tank, and or maybe something. I don't know. I just yeah. I'm a big fan of activity, getting out from behind your desk and going. And then once you do get back, like eight times, follow up. You know, when you mm-hmm. get back, send an email. Hey, bro, I, you know, or send a, a text or a phone call or something to say, hey, I came by today, missed you. We'd love to meet with you. Do yeah. it again every couple of days till you finally get them to come back. And then if you don't, we're big believers in the breakup email to send that email to say, hey, you know, came by to see you. I've emailed you four or five times. You're not responding. Looks like looks like you're not interested. You know, I'm going to go ahead and close my file. Right. Believe it or not, bro, half the time they'll call you back. And like, hey, don't close my file. Hold on. I'm still interested. I've just been, you know, busy or I've just had this going on or whatever. But. Something about taking it away from them just makes them want to get interested even more. Yeah, dude, I love this. I love this. What you're spitting here. The the cat theory, the thing you kind of just hit on, like taking it away. I call it cat theory. I think I've made a post about this before. It's like 
it's like you want to uh, cat theory is like very, it, i sold dennis guy i know like taught it to me he's like when you're chasing something it runs like far faster away from you but right like a cat you chase a cat you're never gonna pet the cat cat theory is kind of all about like how a dog you can pet any dog out there but a cat how do you pet a cat well you gotta be kind of cool around the cat you can't give the cat a bunch of attention so um anyways cat theory is like kind of about like taking it away like you're saying the breakup yeah. email, uh, making it unique and you hit on something. I, I call it this. Uh, I call it the sea of sameness. How do you stand out from the sea yeah. of sameness yeah, yeah, yeah. in your industry and your territory? You were doing the pops, the outer pops. Like, hey, if you really want to understand your market, understand how many people you compete against. Pull up Google Maps and search insurance agency. How many are going to pop up within a 50 mile radius? And that's your sea of sameness where the prospects see you as the same as everybody else. Yeah. How are you going to stand out and be unique and different? Um, I think that today's world with all the automation tools and campaigning tools and sequencing tools, it's all about standing out and being unique, uh, having your unique differentiator, talking about niches. We talked, you know, in depth about that, but um, don't, you know, I don't know. I hope that rings true with some people that listen. It's like, don't be, uh, don't fall trapped to the sea of sameness, you know, like be unique and different. Like life's all about having engaging conversations with a project manager. You gave a pop and then all of a sudden you're in the door writing a hundred thousand dollar account, you know? There you go. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. And so my question would be, is there a way that Wonderwrite could be that way of helping someone get out of that sea of sameness? Dude, absolutely. Um, what does that look like? For those listening right now, maybe give a brief minute and a half of like, what is Wonderwrite? And then maybe tell them, if you want to get out of that sea of sameness, here's how you can use Wonderwrite to do so. Absolutely. So yeah, I hit on, I think two ways come to mind that are that are important is one, this this third party data aspect of what we do. I haven't seen really many tools pull in 170 data points of property information, commercial or personal from an address. Literally, Google's going to finish the address off for you when you enter it in. And then you're going to know all this information, like automatically the tax card, replacement cost estimates, uh, mortgage uh, information, protection class how many fire hydrants are within a thousand feet where's the closest one talk about fire stations all this building information is kind of what i'm getting at it's like that's one way you can be unique and different you can use that tool to prospect large property accounts um and, and understand the risk before you even walk in the door be like hey, here's what i would do um and maybe it's this huge warehouse and i'll pull it up and wonder right i'm gonna write an email a custom email like we're talking we were talking about i'm gonna drop in i'm gonna write a, a letter I'm going to leave it for the owner on his desk and I'm going to try to drop by like a marketing drop. But I'm going to talk about like, hey, I looked up your property, you know, through our uh, agency proprietary tool. Some things stood out to me that were pretty unique and different. Would you be open to a conversation about reviewing your insurance uh, policies uh, so I can kind of discuss these important, relevant things with you? Something like that uh, comes to mind. Use Wonderite that way. Um, the second one is, is data collection. You know, most agents for, you know, I think this is different in mid-market and large commercial, but it's called small commercial. Agent's going to send them a, a fill, hopefully fillable PDF or maybe a non-fillable one in some cases. And I think the value with Wonderwrite is we're pre-filling data into the Apple supplemental apps. You can select and send just a couple questions to your client. So maybe, you know, 80% of the stuff, but instead, you know, you're inviting them to fill out the final 20%. That's all they see. And they can do it from their phone. That gives you this digital slick look in today's world. That's like, Hey, I'm a producer of the future, not one of the past. So up oh, Heath, I got you muted again. I think it's the, yeah, it's crazy. You know, uh, 
you know, worst worst podcast ever right now. I can't stop, you know, leaving myself on mute. But I'm so enthralled in what you're saying. I don't want to interrupt you. Uh, I wish I could have a mute button in my life because my wife's always like, you're always interrupting me. You never let me finish my sentence. I'm like, shit, if I got a mute button and just mute myself anyway. So, uh, you know, forgive me for the, the podcast, you know, the poor podcast, whatever. But so, uh, okay. So anyway, I talked to a lot of producers about prospecting. Yeah, I work with a lot of producers on how to better cold call and how to do better this or that. And I always tell people, especially if you're going after a particular niche, know the supplementals inside and out. Know the questions ahead of time. So we're in there and if you happen to do get by that gatekeeper and you do get in front of them, you don't have to be like, oh, well, I'm going to come back tomorrow and bring your supplemental and we'll go over it. I'll come back next week. We'll set no. Go ahead and have that ready now because they don't have time for another appointment tomorrow and another one the next day. If you had that all digitally and be like, hey, I've already pre-filled three-fourths of this. All I need you to do is just finish this last little bit. Some of the stuff I can't find on Google or whatever. Fill this out for me, and then I can get you a quote and whatever, you know, whatever your timeline is. And you can build that expectation. They're like, oh, man, you know, my incumbent had to spend four hours filling out all these apps. I had to do all this. This guy, he's going to come in and make it that much easier. I think you can stand out from the sea of same as that way. Yeah, absolutely, man. You don't want to be the, I mean, I don't, I don't think you want to walk in there with a stack of papers in, in 2023 and sit there and slowly read down the list like an attorney or going through a, a an audit or something. Like that's not the vibe you want to put off. Um, I'm, I'm in total agreement with you, man. Just um, make it simple. We all know how hard it is to get someone on the hook yeah. sometimes. Like you get that. Yeah. You, you know, when you get surprised, when you get let past the gatekeeper, like you show up and they're like, oh, yeah, come in. And you're like, whoa, I wasn't ready for this. Like one, make sure you, I guess you're ready for that situation too. Cause um, it does happen, man. People that put in the work get rewarded. Yeah. And like, I used to be, you know, in that situation when I was doing restaurants and I've coached a lot of people through this niche in the last couple of years of when you do get up there and they do say, yeah, come on in, be ready to take pictures of the fire hydrant, to take pictures of the Ansel system, take a pictures of the kitchen, get ready for all that. Cause they're going to ask for it. And then, you know, they're going to be impressed as you're walking through the very first visit and they're already seeing you taking pictures and you're already assuming the clothes right then and there. You already know what's on that supplemental. You already got all that in your head. And then when you get to the end, you know, you can, as you're going through, like, oh yeah, you know, as I was going through your file, I already saw this. I already knew you had that. And I already knew da da da. And then when you get to the end, hey, listen, hey, what I'd like to do is start getting started on your quote. I'm going to send you a link. Go ahead and fill this last four or five questions for me. You're mm -hmm. like, what? I'm like, yeah, I've already got the rest of it done. I think you're right. That sets you apart. Yeah. You, you got to be able to compete in today's world. Like it's, it's super competitive. Something cool. I see a lot of people, like I talk to a lot of unique, you know, specialty focused agencies, like some of the listeners may know, like the trucking ones, they've gone and accessed like DOT information. Like they're, they're showing up. I think we're, what we're kind of getting at is like show up with what you, the information show up that you've done the work that you've put in the time, like earn the, earn the respect of that person that you're trying to win their business that you've, you have put in that work and time because um, that, that information is out there. It's accessible. It's not crazy expensive today. And uh, it'll make you look light years ahead of your competition. Yeah, no, I agree. Is there anything uh, new or exciting going on with Wonder Right coming out or anything like you want to talk about in particular right now as we start to wrap up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, now we're um, we're excited. We got some big projects uh, releasing here in the next few months. Our engineering team is super hard at work and, and product team. We're listening to a ton of feedback of our agents that are on there today. And uh, kind of the big thing that's coming out is this feature called, uh, we call it cross-form mapping, uh, should be releasing here pretty soon, but it's basically gonna answer redundant questions across any application, a cord or supplemental app. Yeah. It's, uh, 
it's, you know, think about those remarket situations. Think about those, um, uh, hey, quote off one broker's form and then you got to bind on another. Think about just all the redundancies that you have an account manager, CSR as a producer when you're uh, when you're quoting an account that you have to go through and we're solving for all that. So um, if that's super interesting to anybody out there, uh, happy to set up and, and kind of show you how it's going to work. So Wonderwrite to me is more about speed and efficiency and more about getting rid of that redundancy, getting rid of the duplicate entry from this system to that system, this form to that form. You can knock it all out in one. Now, does Wonderwrite integrate with management systems and raters and all that kind of stuff too? Yeah, so we're able to set up integrations with management systems and uh, probably our most popular integrations that um, that people love to set up are through Zapier, honestly. Yeah. Um, it, it gives people the control of how they want to set this these, the data flow and the data transfer. Yeah. And what's unique is Zapier gives us kind of a back end into a lot of different management systems as well, depending on what CRM. I'm sure, you know, CRMs are kind of the most popular thing I'm seeing right now. If you have, don't have one, you're probably evaluating them or, or thinking about getting one in the next few months. And that's um, highly recommended, but that kind of gives us the entryway into a lot of management systems that may or may not have good connectivity uh, to get back into. So, yeah, that's awesome. Man, I, I appreciate it. Uh, what about um, contact info for you or for Wonderwrite or for Peter or whatever? I mean, we've had Peter on here before, but um, any any contact info you could give out? Yeah, so I'm uh, yeah, I'm Dylan at Wonderwrite.com, D-I-L-O-N, um, and happy to chat with anybody about anything. Like if you just want to even spitball prospecting ideas, like have niche conversations, just talk about where we see the future of this industry going. Uh, I'm super excited about it. I want to help young people get into it. Um, so any of that I'm down for. If you're interested in learning more about Wonderwrite, uh, it's wonderwrite.com, W-N-D-E-R-I-T-E. Uh, we've got some cool tech set up that ultimately, once you key in your state, it's going to route you to the right person that to have a conversation with about the platform. Uh, and if you want to chat before signing up for a demo, I'm happy to chat with anybody uh, too. And so uh, you do, you mentioned demos. So if someone wants just to get a demo, a no obligation demo, just to check it out, see what it's about. You're good with that. Absolutely, man. It's all about, you know, learning how we this can fit in your process and what you're doing today, improve efficiencies, um, get you a return on investment on what you're doing and increase this, this digital experience. You know, people, I think commercial lines is going through the digital evolution. It'll continue over the next few years uh, and past that. Um, it'll hopefully catch up to more what personal lines is doing. So we want to be a part of that, uh, vision and, and world as we grow. That's awesome, man. I appreciate you hanging out with us today. I thank you for hanging out with me on my birthday, coming in on short notice and hanging out with me. I love it. It means a lot to me. It's good to catch up. We need to do it again before another year rolls by and we don't talk again. So, man, I appreciate, I love seeing what you're doing. Keep surfing. I'm going to come out your, you know, and I'm going to find some way, whether it's wintertime or summer, and you're going to give me a surf lesson. I, I owe it to you, dude. I think I called you out on LinkedIn like a year ago. I said, I said, bring it. Surf Dylan's surf lessons are available, man. We'll get you on a board right back here. Yeah. We'll get. Uh, I have this. Uh, you have a board for fat boys. You can get oh, me yeah. on. Okay, good. <laughs> Want to make hey, sure hey. that I can get up there. Oh, you definitely can. And my motto is, we're going to get you standing up and riding the first day. So. Oh yes. Okay. That's, that's my guarantee on my surf lessons. So. I love that. <laughs> All right, well, I'm coming. So uh, I appreciate you, brother. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for hanging out with Dylan and I today in the show. We had such a good time. And if you want to, please make sure you reach out to him if you want more information about Wonder Right. Also, 
If you would like uh, to reach out to me, Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com for guest ideas, show ideas, questions, concerns, comments, anything like that. I would love to hear from you. Heath at agency, Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. Reach out to me. Um, and we can uh, answer those questions, get through anything like that. I, I love getting uh, mail from you. Uh, also, if you have an idea for your own show, go to GetReadySetPodcast.com. My man Ryan and his team do an awesome job of making you look good. If you want to have your own podcast, it's simple. All you have to do is just talk and let them do the rest. GetReadySetPodcast.com. Ready, Set Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into your reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week. Thank you.